Welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast. I'm Kate Johnston, and I'm an eating habit and weight loss coach for career women. I'll help you become the person who no longer has bad eating habits and loses the weight she really wants to in a way that lasts. Let's start. Hi there, welcome to the Eating Habits for Life podcast and welcome to 2024. I hope you had a lovely start to the year as we're just a few days in. Unfortunately, my husband Paul was sick so we could not go to the New Year's Eve party that we were planning on attending, but it ended up being a nice evening at home with a 90s movie and a French 75 champagne cocktail that I made for us. Yum. Although it actually wasn't quite as yummy as I was thinking it was going to be, but we still enjoyed it anyway. Today we are going to get into the topic of easy meal planning for busy career women because whether you're trying to lose weight or you're just trying to change your eating habits, a tool that will help you with both of these is meal planning. And in this episode, I will define what that actually means because I know a lot of people can think that it means something very in-depth that takes a lot of time and it really doesn't have to. It can actually be very simple, quick, and easy. Because if you've been a podcast listener or you receive my weekly emails every Sunday morning or you have taken one of my free courses or even read some blog posts, you know that I am all about making it as easy as possible. Why it's important to make things as easy as possible when it comes to breaking unhealthy or quote unquote bad eating habits or creating new healthier eating habits or even just the whole weight loss process is so you actually follow through on your intentions. Think about it. With everything you have coming at you in life, your busy work schedule, busy home schedule, other people, different emotions, you want to make following through on your intentions as easy as possible for yourself so that you actually do it. And that's why diets don't work very well for people. They're oftentimes not easy to stick to and so that makes it very easy to quote unquote fail because Diets are intended to get people quick results, so that oftentimes mean very drastic changes. The problem is not you, though. The problem is that the diet was not personalized to your lifestyle and was too drastic of a change. Also, diets don't address what coaching addresses, which is the thoughts and the feelings behind the actions. Basically, why we do what we do or why we don't do something. That is all based on our thoughts and our feelings. So I'm going to help you with the action part of it in today's episode by helping you with some easy meal planning for busy career women. Let's first just define what meal planning is. In its most simplest form, it's just deciding ahead of time what you're going to eat for a meal. And I don't just mean breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I also mean snacks and dessert. So if you decide on Thursday that Friday for dessert after dinner, you're going to have a bowl of ice cream, that is considered meal planning. You are planning your dessert ahead of time rather than deciding in the moment on Friday night that you're going to have ice cream. Now, of course, when Friday night comes and you've decided the night before that you're going to have some ice cream, If you're not in the mood for ice cream, 
I don't recommend going and eating the ice cream anyway, or if you are stuffed from dinner, I certainly do not recommend continuing to eat the ice cream just because you planned it ahead of time. It's only there for if you are hungry and if you want to eat it, right? So why is meal planning important if you want to change your eating habits or lose weight? Because when you decide ahead of time, ideally 24 hours in advance, but it doesn't have to be 24 hours, you are using the part of your brain called the prefrontal cortex that really has your future goals and intentions in mind. Rather than using the more primitive part of your brain that decides in the moment that it wants the ice cream. Why it's more advantageous to use that future-focused part of the brain more than the more primitive part of the brain is that the primitive part of the brain doesn't care about your future goals or what your future intentions are or your health necessarily in the future. It only cares about instant gratification. So if you had a crummy day at work, that will end up affecting what and how much you eat in the moment. Another benefit to meal planning is that if you did have a rough day or you're feeling fatigued at the end of the day, you don't have to make yet another decision. You've already decided ahead of time what you're going to eat. So think about it. As a career woman, you're making decisions all day long. Little decisions, big decisions. You don't want to have to make more decisions later after you get home when you're already exhausted and you have decision fatigue, right? So I know I used the dessert as an example, but oftentimes when it comes to actual meals like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snacks, when you plan ahead of time and you're using that prefrontal cortex that has your future goals in mind, you're likely making healthier choices than you would be in the moment. So this is a really huge benefit to easy meal planning for busy career women. Because in the moment, your brain is going to want to go for those higher calorie, sweeter, saltier, more fatty foods, right? Until you have effectively changed your eating habits. And that's one of the ways that I help career women with their eating habits when we work with in one-on-one coaching is helping them with the skill of having an intention and following through on that. And that's a skill that helps you with any parts of your life, not just eating habits and weight loss. You get really good at utilizing that prefrontal cortex rather than letting that more primitive part of the brain be the one making the decisions all the time with food. Because when that part of the brain is the one in control, when it's in the driver's seat, that's when unhealthy eating habits occur and continue. And that's especially when that part of the brain is going to take over when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you really don't want to put energy into deciding. Now, a couple of the thoughts that can get in the way of meal planning are that it is going to take too long or that it's just another thing to add to the list of things to do. But these thoughts are not really true when you analyze them. So 
it doesn't take very long to sit down with like a little piece of paper and write down what you're going to eat the next day, even if it's just one meal that you're deciding ahead of time about. Even if you want to do a few days in advance, it doesn't take very long to sit down and write down a few dinners or a few different snacks. You can even do a little test run, time yourself doing this after this podcast episode. It probably takes about... I don't know, 10 seconds if you're writing down one meal, thinking about it and writing it down, and then maybe like 30 to 60 seconds if you're thinking about and writing down a few meals, right? So when you don't take that little tiny bit of time to meal plan, you end up eating something that you later regret, and then think about how much time you spend thinking about it and feeling shame or guilt or regret afterwards, right? And then when you're feeling that way, the things that you end up doing or not doing that don't help you to continue on towards your goals, right? So that's a big time waster if you think about it. So you're really saving a lot of time by taking a few seconds, you know, 10 seconds to 60 seconds to just jot down what you're going to eat either that night, the next morning, the next day, what have you. Also, when you're tired at the end of a long day at work, the amount of energy that goes into trying to think of a meal or think about what you're going to eat is going to be a lot more energy than the amount of energy you would take to just decide ahead of time and plan a meal or a few out when you're not feeling all that mental fatigue after a long day at work. So meal planning means overall less time and energy spent and more healthy foods being eaten. Now, meal planning can also include meal prep, but that's entirely up to you and what works with your schedule and your desires. When I work with clients, I really make sure to work with their lifestyle and their preferences as far as what they enjoy doing and what they don't enjoy doing. For my husband, Paul, and I, meal prep really just consists of when we are making a dinner, doubling the recipe so that we have enough leftovers for another dinner later that week. Or sometimes if I'm making chicken for a dish, I will just cook extra chicken to set aside so that we can use it for on top of our salads that we eat for lunch. Or if we're making something like uh, buffalo chickpea wraps for dinner, then we'll double up on the chickpeas so that we have some leftovers to top our salad with for lunch during the week. So again, up to you if you want to add in a little bit of meal prep along with the meal planning, and it can be as simple as what I just mentioned that Paul and I do at our house. All right, so now I want to get into some tips for easy meal planning for busy career women. Tip number one, start small and decide which meal is most important for you, most advantageous for you, and also easiest for you to plan ahead of time. If you are a career woman who often comes home from work completely exhausted and not wanting to make another decision, planning your dinners in advance might be a really good option. I don't think it's a great idea to plan all of your meals ahead of time if you're not used to doing that just yet. I think it's a great thing to work toward. However, make things as easy as possible for yourself. Just pick the meal or two meals that you feel would be most beneficial to you and also the ones that you feel that you would be most likely to stick to. This is important because we want that low-hanging fruit. We want to create those easy 
wins, especially in the beginning. When you create those easy wins for yourself, your brain actually sees that you're perfectly capable of setting an intention and following through on that. You don't want to start with the most difficult thing and then struggle through that because then your brain is going to have evidence that you can't follow through, or at least that's what it's going to think, that you can't follow through or be successful. And that is not the case. So we want to set you up for success and go for that low-hanging fruit that you also feel would be beneficial for you. So maybe that's just planning what you're going to have for snack while at work the next day. So tip number two is to dedicate a specific notebook to this, or it can also be a template that you created on something like Canva. I use Canva to create lots of things, including templates for my clients. Canva is awesome. I find that when you have a dedicated notebook or template, you're more likely to stick with it. It's like your go-to and helps to create the habit of doing the action of deciding ahead of time because it's the same exact notebook. So that actually helps you create the habit of meal planning. So in order for habits to occur, it helps to do them in the same time, place, or circumstance. And circumstance can mean using the same notebook or template each time you meal plan. That brings me to tip number three, and that is to meal plan at the same time and place. You can do this the night before, the morning of, a couple of days in advance. Some people find it relaxing and do it in the evening. This can also help to keep you busy so that you are not bored in the evening and start going for the snacks, right? Some people find that they are most motivated and energized in the morning and prefer to do it then. Or maybe even on your lunch break at work if you wanted to do it at that time. So why this is important to choose the same time and also, if you can, choose the same place, is it helps to create that habit. Behaviors or actions are more likely to turn into a habit if they are done at the same time, place, or circumstance, because your brain then forms an association with the behavior and that specific time, place, or circumstance. So let me give you an example. You can decide that every day after you put on your pajamas, you're going to take your notebook that you've dedicated to meal planning and write down what you're going to have for whichever meal or meals that next day that you decided you would be low-hanging fruit and that would benefit you the most. It can be simple as that. So this is also known as habit stacking. So when you're in the habit of changing into your pajamas every night. This is already a pre-existing habit that you have, right? So you're just stacking a new behavior on top of that or following the, the current habit of changing into your pajamas. You're following that with a new behavior that you want to turn into a habit eventually. So one of my clients really likes habit stacking and is doing so well with this. She's using it not just for food or eating related things, but her self-care routine. So fun. Now, if you want to plan several meals or several days in advance, you may want to set aside a little bit more time if you feel that you need to look at some recipes first, right? So my client early this morning is excited about taking some time this evening to look at some recipes and do her meal planning, just writing down what she's going to have as some dinner options over the next few days. So 
you can look at this as something enjoyable rather than a chore, and that will help you to follow through on it. Because you really don't need to do any of this, right? You're doing it to help make things easier for yourself and to help you reach your eating habit and weight loss goals, which are going to have such a positive and amazing effect on your life and how you feel. So thinking about it like this can make it feel like something you really want to do and make it not feel like a chore. Okay, so I do want to also address some challenges that can get in the way of doing the meal planning and also following through on it. Because you might be thinking, well, Kate, I can decide today what I'm going to eat tomorrow, but then when tomorrow comes, I don't want to eat that. So one of the challenges is forgetting to actually plan your meal or meals, right? Of course, forgetting is is always going to be a potential thing that gets in the way. So what can help with this is setting that dedicated notebook or template in a visible spot to help remind you and also leave a pen or pencil with it so that you're not searching for a pen or pencil. It's there already for you all set to go. You can also set an alert on your phone, especially if you're just getting started with this. You can leave a post-it note as a reminder somewhere, you know, especially if you decide that you're going to habit stack. If you're going to change into your pajamas and then do this action, you can put a little post-it note where your pajamas are, right? And then after a while, you probably won't need the reminders any longer. And then next, if you're thinking, well, Kate, I can decide today what I'm going to eat tomorrow, but then when tomorrow comes, I don't want to eat that. Here are a couple of things that can help you with this. You can write down two different options or even three different options for whatever meal it is and then if you don't feel like one of them you can do the other so you're giving yourself a little bit of a choice but you're still keeping it constrained I actually started doing this with my wardrobe after my coach that I had before told me that she did this with her wardrobe I mainly wear neutral colors because she did the same thing so that it's easy to shop and constrain that way, but also it's easy to mix and match because they all go well together. So I don't waste time each morning deciding what goes with what and what color I feel like wearing or don't feel like wearing. It all goes with everything and it's all neutral colors like black, white, cream, beige, and gray. May sound a little bit boring, but makes my life very easy. The other thing that will help you with when tomorrow comes around and you don't feel like eating what you decided to eat ahead of time is to think about it like this. If you are truly hungry, you will eat what you planned ahead of time. That is a really good test of if you're truly hungry or not, or if you're eating for another reason, right? Like due to an emotion or just plain old desire. Desire is also an emotion. So this would just be a time to catch on to yourself and say, well, if I don't feel like eating that, then I must not be truly hungry right now. And then just wait until you are hungry. This is a really big part of losing weight in a sustainable way and developing healthier eating habits. This is one of the really large skills that I help my clients with, eating in response to hunger and not in response to emotions or other reasons such as other people or just out of habit like mindless eating. 
All right, so give those tips a try for easy meal planning for busy career women. And if you liked this episode, pass it along to a friend. Give the podcast itself a five-star rating. You'll see the little stars in your podcast listening app. And make sure to add the podcast to your library so that you get new episodes as they come out weekly. And check out the show notes for more free resources. Thanks for listening. Take care. And I'll talk with you next week. Become the person who loves her eating habits and her body so you can enjoy more of your life. I'll help. Start now by just setting up a time to talk with me by visiting katemjohnston.com forward slash consult.